Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the DMP Podcast, episode 21. Happy New Year. We're in 2015, and we're starting things off with our best of 2014, which probably should have been done a few weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, sadly, schedules clash, and cricket's on, and things like that. So, um, we're going to... What? (laughs) That's another story for a different day. Um, And... As well as our best of lists, we are going to do a quick thing of the uh, the Hobbit Battle of Five Armies, which was basically, I think, was it the last movie that you saw of 2014? It was my last one anyway. Uh, no, oh, it was the last movie I saw in cinemas. Of, of 2014, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Actually, so, no, it was the last movie I saw in 2014, sorry. Let's get started. Tom, you can think about that while I fucking get started. So... <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbit of the Battle of Five Armies finally concludes Peter Jackson's massive adventure in Middle-earth, but does it pretty poorly, in my opinion, um, as it is essentially just a two-and-a-half-hour battle scene, which, you know, I probably wouldn't object to, given the... But it's not what Lord of the Rings... Like, what Peter Jackson It's not Lord of the Rings, period. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Return of the King. It's not anything like that. It's just so much CG... You could fucking just, like you could have just given it to Pixar and they would have done a better job. But um, so let's. I want to start with Tom because Tom, you liked it. Hugh, you didn't. So we're going to go with one good and one bad, and then Tim will go with you because you're kind of like I suppose in the middle somewhat. Um, Tom, why did you like Battle of Five Armies? I don't know. Like, well, I grew up on Lord of the Rings. Like, I would have been about oh, like nine maybe when um the like the Fellowship came out. So that me and my dad saw that in the cinemas, and I've been hooked on Middle Earth as a whole ever since. So going into the Battle of the Five Armies, I watched the first two beforehand, and it was just the fact that it was wrapping up like this thirteen-year adventure into this world I can go visit as sets and whatnot in New Zealand. Just wrapping that up and tying it back into the movie I saw as a kid and fell in love with. I know I just. I liked it a lot. Like, yes, I can see where it was bad. I can understand it's not the perfect ending and all that, but I still enjoyed it because it reminded me of my childhood and all that because I just love the Middle Earth series. But it's... (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's not the best... Best answer I can give, but look, I totally agree. the The whole reason I love these Hobbit films, and the whole reason the Desolation and and an unexpected journey were on my top ten list the last two years, was because going back to Middle Earth and Peter Jackson's Middle Earth is just so entertaining, and it's so awesome seeing every like this kind of like authentic world. But the problem that Battle of Five Armies has is that it does away with the authenticity that kind of. And the realism, I suppose, that the Lord of the Rings series had. And kind of just puts it in with, like, a lot of green screen, a lot of animation. There was just yeah, never any kind of that massive scale that they had in... In five years, game. it's going to be dead as fuck. Especially, like, Billy Connolly. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they had, it's like they just cut his face and put it on a fucking animated person. I can't... What do they, but, what do they, what do they do with Billy Connolly, Hugh? Oh, it's like... It's just they say to you... His mouth because he has Alzheimer's and couldn't remember the lines. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, okay. Well, Hugh. I mean, obviously, your 
uh, we, like we go to you for the Tolkien stuff. Like you hated it, and I'm kind of with you on that. What made you hate it as much as you did? Alright, so I'll start off by saying the acting isn't that bad, but all the film, all the problems that they had in the first film and the second film, like people criticised the CGI, people criticised the fact that it wasn't a children's book like it is, like people criticised stuff like Toriel and Killy, which is frankly ridiculous. Um, so they have all that in the film, and all that gets worse and worse. The battle scenes are terrible. Billy Connolly is terrible. Like I didn't, I don't know if you guys got the film. The, like, yes, the over-CGI really does kill a lot of the stuff for you, especially with the orcs. Like, yeah. Uh, we're going full spoilers. The azog Thorin fight is garb. That is one of the worst fights ever. Thorin's like, oh, Azog's under the ice. Oh, I'll just watch him run and out of the ice and, like, yeah. run. That was... Like, it... Yeah. Yep. It just has so many issues that, like, they don't really fix at all. Like, the first two films had... What else was there? There was, um... I thought the Thorin stuff was pretty poorly done. Bayon not even being in the film except for five seconds was, like, crap. Like, in the book, he plays a way bigger role. Like, in the book, he actually kills... Like, Bolg and Azog... Uh, Azog is actually Bolg's father in the book, and Bolg is the one who comes to Erebor, because yeah. Azog was already killed by um, Thorin at Moria. But in, in this, they put two of them. For, I don't know why. So they cut out Bayon. Like, it's just... Oh. <laughs> What oh, did I mention the Battle of Five Alfreds? Like, who the fuck gave a fuck about Alfred? One of the worst characters in cinema, and they didn't, he didn't get a redemption or anything. But I read some person like, oh, he's meant to reflect the greed of men. I'm like, we had the whole greed thing with Thorin. Why the fuck do we give a shit about this random guy from Lake Town? Like, and he had so much screen time as well. He would have had about half an hour. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Especially, like, showing, like, scenes with just with him and stuff. Like, oh, was... The reason, like, no, it's not as bad as Transformers or The Maze Runner, but because I expect so much from Middle Earth and Jackson. Like, this is, it's not my worst film in the year, but it's definitely my most disappointing film of the year. Yeah. Disappointing, definitely, but, yeah. yeah. Um, Tim, let's go with you. Like, you saw it as well in the theatre. Like, did you see it in... Did anyone see it in, before we go? Did anyone see it in high frame rate, or everyone just saw it just standard? I think I just thought it standard, to be honest. All right. Um, yeah, I'll never go to high frame rate. Yeah, Tim, so you're in the middle of the ground. So you liked and you didn't like it as well? Like, I suppose yeah, disappointing like, is a good word to use. Like, like, it was disappointing. Like, now that you know, it reflects back on it, like, it was disappointing. Like, at the time, I did enjoy it because, you know, it was good just get, coming back into, like, the whole middle earth realm. But, like, at the end of the day, it had quite a few flaws. And it just kind of made me realise that, like, it shouldn't have been like it was just more of a confirmation that it shouldn't have been three like it they should have just stuck with two um and like a lot of the time while i was watching it i just kind of wanted to go back and watch lord of the rings like i was just like yeah this is cool but i really just want to watch lord of the rings again like that's because i know i'll enjoy that more um and like <clears throat> i don't know just to clarify this might seem like a stupid question but like you know it's five armies but really it was three like, you know, like, I know I know the orcs had two armies, but I, I don't know. I guess my kind of clarification of, like, an army would be, like, a faction, not an individual yeah. army. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, if, if, like, the race of men are going to war, like, that's their army. They could have, like, four different battalions in that army, but you wouldn't classify that as, like, four different armies. And so... Oh, yeah, oh sorry. 
Sorry, no, I'll just finish. But I'll explain what it is in the books. Yeah, yeah sorry, like, go. And like the majority of the time, I'm just sitting there going, okay, well, what's classified as as the army? Is like you know, you got is Thorin's company an army, and then you got Dane's company as an army, then the elves, and like there was that like you know the little rabble of White Town. Like, is that classified as an army? Like, I was just trying to figure out like what are the actual armies fighting here? Because really, there's only three factions, and I just thought, yeah, just that just kind of pissed me off the entire time. <laughs> it's convoluted. That's the problem. In I think the book, with the it's meant to be. Convoluted. It's meant to be orcs. It's it's meant to be men, elves, dwarves, orcs, and wolves. That's what it's meant to be. Wasn't there goblins at some point as well? Well, there were like uh, there was like the goblin Go- goblins and goblins, goblins and orcs are the same thing in the movies and uh, the yeah. books. And then different. like you could have argued like yeah, there was like all like the um, eagles at the end as well, but it was just I don't know, it was just like all over the place. Yeah, no, eagles is one. You can even make an argument that Beyond is his own army because in a book he pretty much is. He pretty much like kills everyone. Which, which you know then begs the point. Well, it's not five armies. It's like the 17 armies, you know, like, it's just, uh... Yeah, there's, okay, like I was saying to, like, Hugh, I think you and I, and I think Tim, you, I think everyone agrees that the actual battle of, at Dol Guldur with a Galadriel, Elrond, Saruman was good, it was the best part of the movie, was that, I, I'm not alone in that? I it probably was the best part, but then at the same time, like, it was unnecessary because that shouldn't be, like, that's not part of The Hobbit. It was just kind of like fan service to go, uh, we need some filler and people really like all the Rings, so we'll bring all the Lord of the Rings characters back in and just make them fight shit. Yeah. Like, that's really... Oh, like, can I mention another one? Like you must find the son of the ranger whose name is Father oh, with Aragorn. Don't, I'll don't. tell you his name. You know, the dumbest thing is, in the timeline in the fucking books, Aragorn's ten. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> go meet the ten-year-old. <laughs> is he like eight? Because it would have to be because, like, you know, Bilbo needs to age like what sixty odd years or whatever it is. Um, so if if Aragorn was already twenty, that means he'd be like eighty by the time like the Lord of the Rings like saga starts, which he clearly isn't. Yeah, no, not at all. Um. Uh, what, what the else? only the only difference to that timeline thing is I'm um, in the books. There's like a, there's a long gap between um when between Bilbo's party and when Gandalf comes back to Frodo. Especially like yeah, it's, it's seven, quite a long time. Pretty sure yeah. it's seventeen years from yeah, because yeah. Bilbo's uh, Frodo's supposed to be like a little kid at the party, and then he's like kind of mid twenties yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like he goes from like I think it's like late teens, early twenties. Um, like I think early thirties. Yeah. Um, Hugh, did you want to have a whinge about um Beyond? <laughs> about what already? Is it Beyond? Beyond. The Beyond, no, uh, yeah, I just said in the book. I won't harp on it, but in the books, he plays a way bigger part. And in in um the movie, he played like no part, like five seconds of like the Transformers fucking rip off, like jumping off the Eagle and Transformers. It was pretty cool, but still, like... I didn't even notice that. Well, you know, I thought they were dropping bears for a second. Like, I, thought, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, they're dropping bears. You're like, wow, drop bears, legit. And then, and then like, and then, like I thought it the second time, I was like, oh shit, it was Bjorn. Like, that's... I was like, oh, okay, that makes a bit more sense. But like, why the fuck is he coming back? Like... 
I just imagine this all, all like the only way they can defeat the armies is by picking up random bears from the forest and dropping them onto armies. That's what, that's what I legit thought. I thought these eagles were like, oh fuck yeah, like the animals are coming to help and then dropping fucking bears onto the <laughs> army. I was like, that's awesome. Like, um, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Tom, what did, did you get out of ten? What did I say, John? No, you're right. Yeah, did anyone else like um, Billy Boyd's song from the credits? Oh, I really liked Yeah, it was fun. Like, I thought it was a decent farewell kind of phrase. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was alright. I, I, I started, I left midway through the credits though. I just, yeah. just like, I'm not uh, going to stick around. Um, just in case there was like a, you know, a stinger. <laughs> it might have been another scene of Beyond that you missed. Yeah, yeah, where you actually see him fucking do something. All right, Tom, what'd you get out of ten? Oh, I gave it out of ten. I gave it seven and a half out of ten. You gonna change it? Or are you sticking with it? No. Fuck that, generous. Hugh, out of ten. Hugh. <laughs> oh. Wow, real. Uh, and Tim. Mm, probably like a six. Six, six and a half. Yeah. I'll probably give it a four or five. But um, that's mainly just out of like pure disappointment. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, top ten films. Oh, sorry, no, top five. There's just that many top ten films. Um, top five films of the year, 2014 for us. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, actually, I'm going to choose someone. Uh, Tim, I liked your choices. Let's go with you. So, what were your top five? Okay. Well, yeah, just like I don't know. I talked to Hugh and Tom earlier, but basically, like, my top five aren't, like, what I, like, sounds weird, like, I enjoyed them a lot, but, like, like there's a lot of others that are more, like, the Hollywood AAA kind of blockbuster ones, but everyone knows, like, those already, so I decided to choose ones that, like, were under, went under the radar, and I think people should actually check out, rather than, because everyone knows, like, the, the blockbuster ones, so... Um, of particular importance, I've got um, Grand Budapest Hotel, um, Nightcrawler, The Raid 2, Predestination, and Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. So, we yeah. we didn't actually do... Did we? What, what did we do? We did Grand Budapest Hotel on the podcast, so... Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we did Edge of Tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think we ever did Raid 2, um, Predestination, and since Nightcrawler... Well, actually... Both Predestination and Nightcrawler came out roughly the same time um, and both kind of flew under the radar and I doubt we'd probably see hear too much from those um, but they were surprisingly really good um, so I'd, I recommend people go see them if they haven't. Yeah, Predestination like just came out on DVD and that. Mm, yeah, and it was um, like I'd, uh, I'd heard about it oh, probably a good six months ago but it only just yeah, popped up and um, it was, I'm like, I don't know, like you, I know, I know you're skeptical about time travel and stuff, but I feel this movie does it really well. Like it does the, the loop and everything pretty, pretty darn well. That's what, Edge of Tomorrow? That was fucking... No, um, Predestination. Fucking... Oh, sorry. Okay, alright. So, what, uh, what does everyone think about that? Everyone, like, I mean, t I think you, you haven't seen many, if any of those. Oh, wait, you saw Grand, Grand Budapest, didn't you? I saw Grand Budapest, yeah, like, because Tim was like, oh, I don't agree with your list, but I was like, well, and then Tim told me his, and I'm like, well, I haven't seen some of those, to, like, <laughs> so to be fair, like, if I've seen those, like, 
There's one thing I didn't do this year, and like I think everyone else did better than me. I didn't go out of my way to see like the not so much blockbusters, but like just genuinely like good, promising films. Like Gone Girl was the closest thing to that, and that was a blockbuster anyway. Because oh no, Grand Budapest Hotel, but still that was a fairly popular film. So that's one thing. Like even though. 2015 is going to be the year of the blockbuster. I'm going to try and make sure I see a lot more like lesser known, so to speak, films. Yeah. 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 Uh, in saying that, Hugh, what were your top five? Uh, my top five from number five to number one. Number five, I had X Men: Days of Future Past. I was tossing up between that and Captain America and a couple of other films from the edge of tomorrow in there as well. But overall, as a film, I thought Days of Future Past. Like I rewatched it about a week ago. It is a better film than The Winter Soldier. Even though I really liked Winter Soldier, I thought Days of Future Past was a bit better. And number four, I had Fury. I read that was another film I rewatched. Like because I loved X Men as soon as I saw it, but I rewatched Fury. And it went from like being like a good film to like a really good film to me. I just felt like how dark it was and like how hopeless. Like one of my favorite lines is when the bit like when they're talking to the new recruit Percy Jackson, whose acting name I forgot. It's like why do they keep fighting? And like it just portrays like a bit of the hopelessness sort of war because like these are all these guys who are cleaning out like the German army, they know the war's over, they let to go in there and, like, risk their life anyway. And, yeah. I, like, I just really liked how dark it was. Like, I, I, the ending was fairly predictable, I thought. Like, you knew who was going to live and who was going to die. But, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really, really good film. Number three, I had Guardians. That's the best space opera since Star Wars, I think, pretty easily, and it's Marvel's best film, in my opinion. And, like, the thing I love most about Guardians, it didn't try and be anything it wasn't. Yeah. Like, it just it took piss out of itself, like better than any other Marvel film. But it was also really exciting. It was genuinely funny because sometimes some of the Marvel films aren't as funny as I think. Well, my opinion is some people think they are, but Guardians was actually funny. Number two was Gone Girl. I've been meaning to read the book for that. I know that's been like a bit of a polarizing film. Like I've seen some people seem to hate it, some people seem to like it, but I really really liked it because I went in there. I had not seen a trailer or anything, which is probably the best way to go see a film sometimes. To be honest, I, didn't, I had no idea what the film was going to be about. All I knew is this guy's disappeared that was it but yeah i really 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 enjoyed that and number one was grand Budapest hotel that was another film i basically had no idea what was going to happen like when i was going into it and i loved it like ralph yannis is just so so good in that film and all the cameo all the cameos as well and like adrian brody and edward norton that's where adrian brody <laughs> Adrian Brody's like you fucking faggot, and then later on he has a go. He has a go at Ruffy for having sex with his mother, and he's like, I thought that I was a fucking faggot. I <laughs> you know you're bisexual. Like that was a really, really good film. So it's yeah, that's my top five. Days of Future Past, Fury, Guardians, Gone Girl, and number one is Grand Budapest. Good. I think. Oh yeah, that's good. I think. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Fury, but. Wait, you still haven't, haven't you seen haven't seen Fury? No. I've got the screener. The Blu-ray's out in two weeks, so I'm like it's a fifty fifty on what I watch it or when I watch it. Sure. Because it came out when like I had a shit ton of assignments at uni, so I had like no time to go to the cinema. And then Sorry, Jesus, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I had like six due on one day, so I was like, Well, I've got no life. <laughs> All right, well, Tom, Tom, let's go. Your your top five. Ooh, my top five. A really hard choice for number five. Is either the Lego movie or Under the Skin. So I went with the Lego movie because I just had a lot of fun watching that movie. It was like fucking, it was amazingly animated, hilarious. 
I watched it for a week straight when I got the Blu-ray. Um, number four was Guardians. I don't need to talk about that because if you know me, you know why it's in my top five. You'll Every be wondering day. why it's not number. You'll be wondering why it's not number one. There was a lot of. I think it was not a day in December where I didn't watch it. Maybe New Year's Eve. I wasn't home for that New Year's Eve. Uh, number three was Gone Girl. I really enjoy David Fincher's. Wait, 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 wait. Now, Gone Girl ranks higher than Guardians of the Galaxy. It didn't yeah, I had, the same, I, I had the same in my list. Hear me out. <laughs> I really enjoy David Fincher's movies. Like, the thriller genre, like the dark thriller genre is my favorite kind of genre. And this was fucking incredible. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen. Ben Affleck surprised me with an actually pretty decent performance. And... Rosamund Pike is fucking incredible. I think she's my current favorite to win Best Actress, but I don't think it will happen. I think someone else will come in and swipe it. Uh, number two is Boyhood. That is a really... It's a very big experiment of a movie. It was shot over 12 years, following the life of one kid. It's got Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette in it. I really recommend looking at it. Like, it's... Kids around that age, like, you were born late, like mid to late 90s, it'll resonate with them. And plus, the, the themes it produces resonate with anyone, basically. As you, like, you watch a kid go through childhood, then learn about the ways of life and all that from his family. And number one was Nightcrawler. Like, Nightcrawler was just incredible. Had no idea what it was going to be about and how dark it would get. But Jake Gyllenhaal just sucked it, sucked me with his performance and... Bill Paxton was in it, so it was like an instant fucking <laughs> extra, like 50 points. Yeah, no, your Bill Paxton jerk was bad enough when he was on Shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. no. That was my top five. Like, I would have liked to put Under the Skin as number five, but I need to watch that again because that was just incredible as well. It's a good list. I don't know whether I agree with putting Gone Girl up there, but I suppose that's just my own interpretation of it because I think Gone Girl didn't even make my top ten. I think it was just outside it. But yeah, agreed. Just for me, it's just uh, didn't sit a hundred percent right with me. I'm not sure why. I, I don't know. But um, what about yours, Nick? Uh, okay. So from uh, from five to one. So my fifth favorite movie of last year was What We Do in the Shadows, which was a uh, a New Zealand um, uh, mockumentary about vampires, and it was fucking hilarious. It's it's only 80 minutes, it's very short, but it's so, like, it's humour comes thick and fast. It does things, like, really refreshingly, and it's so funny just, like, seeing some of the cameos that are in it, because, you know, Jermaine Clement's in it, so you're bound to see a few people that you recognise if you've seen Flight of the Concords. Um, I highly recommend you watch that. I don't know if it's out on DVD yet, but I think it it's is. out. It is? Okay, cool. So, yeah, it came out this week. If you get a chance... Go and watch it. It's going. It's the quickest eighty, uh, like eighty-eight minutes of your life, but it is so funny and it is like it's actually kind of heartwarming as well, and it's pretty violent. But it's like the violence is so like kind of like comic violence. Um, my, um, I, I actually made a quick change. I uh, put uh, the Lego Movie at number four because it's funny. Uh, we've already talked about it. We like, I, you know, for for a kids film, it still has you know a lot of like adult messages as well and the actual message it holds is actually it's it's Don't not be a dick. Yeah, well it's not it's not just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not just that, but it's it's a message that like you could kind of go, Ugh, you know, here we go, like 
let's get preachy, but it never felt like that way. I never got that feeling when, when I was watching the Lego movie. Um, number three for me was Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, it looked amazing. Very, very sharp. The writing in it is just so, so good. And the amount of fucking cameos in it is just solid gold. Um, especially that scene where um, Edward Norton enters the hotel and then um, uh, Ray Fiennes just, like, runs off. And they, the whole police force chases after him. Um, just that, that part is just so fucking funny. Um, number two was Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, uh, the reason why Guardians is not number one for me is the pro is Ronan. Um, Ronan as a villain. Uh, Ali Pace does a good job, but I think we lack a lot of motivation in terms of why he's a fucking maniac. He's just, just kind of like some fruitcake who wants to destroy Xandar. Um, and that was the thing that kind of detracted from me. But everything else about Guardians was spot on. Uh, that's the best Marvel movie they've done, by far. I, like, I've loved the Avengers, I love Thor, but Guardians is just is another level. Which kind of makes me a little bit concerned for Ant-Man because the latest trailer doesn't do much. <laughs> you need to be the Ant-Man. Ant-Man. But number one for me with uh, Tom was uh, Nightcrawler because Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, holy shit. That movie... He was creepy <sighs> as fuck and he did it so well. Yeah, there's... Yeah, if he doesn't... If he doesn't... Like, he deserves the win for that, honestly, because he's just so good. Um, you know, Nightcrawler kind of... We, we didn't review it because I think it was a limited release as well. And... Yeah. We'd been really busy over the last couple of months, so we haven't really had time, but it reminded me of Collateral a lot, the Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx film from 2008. Oh, that is such a good movie. That's, Collateral's one of my favourite movies of all time, and Nightcrawler has a lot of the same kind of shadings where it's it's has, like, a lot of digital photography and, like, Los Angeles is actually the physical, like, setting and background of the movie. It's not, you know, green screens or anything like that. It's actually the city that you see in the background. And then okay. you have the kind of like hostage situation in in a sense with um, um, like Jake Gyllenhaal and um, um, I'm blanking on the Renee. what's his face. No, not Rene Russo. Um, oh, the the dude. The, like uh, the sidekick. Yeah, the sidekick guy. There was a, there's kind of things that resonate with Collateral, and for me, that's it's it's a very 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 good film and one that I didn't know anything about and I went and saw I had to do a review for it for a, a magazine and I came out of it just thinking like Jake Gyllenhaal man if he doesn't get an Oscar for this I swear to God he probably won't but I think if he nah, man, it, Birdman. Uh, if, if he gets nominated that's that's fine he needs to be nominated for it though because there's so much restraint in that performance as well like I swear every kind of like every time he like smiles I feel like he's gonna just like pull out a gun and kill someone that's what i thought i thought he was gonna do he was just gonna fucking flip and kill everyone but fuck just yeah um absolutely terrific performance terrific film overall not a lot of flaws to it that i can really think like that i can recall um yeah just really good stuff so that's my top five for 2014 um but i think we're gonna wrap it up uh I'm not sure when we're coming back. We did say we'd be back. We're going to take a month off, weren't we? Probably. Yeah, I think since we delayed this, maybe we just take the rest of January off. Yeah. Unless you guys have... Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, we're so, doing Taken 3. So we're not oh. doing Taken 3. 
Actually, you know what we could do? We could do like the, another episode where we just kind of recall some of the shitty movies as we move back into. Um, well, we could do our worst. Season. We could do like our worst ten or something like that. <laughs> like the, the, no. like a dishonorable mention. Like yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we'll just let Hugh go on fucking Transformers again. So. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just let him, like, like have an hour time slot. I think we just found ourselves a Transformers. You, uh, if you let me do Transformers again, it's going to be like the bit where Godzilla breathes fire. Like, if you don't have any press takes in, that's going to be me. Like, you're like, Hugh, what do you think about Transformers? And I'm like... <laughs> It's, it's funny. Hey, Nick, we, could do, we could do Ninja Turtles. We could do Ninja Turtles. I did watch it. And so I, I think Tom oh, just God. wants me to watch that just so I can rage. I, yeah. I, I can't believe I wasted my fucking time with that movie. I fucking hate you, Tom. <laughs> You're such a shit. Shower Shock is still like my first my, the most visited YouTube link recently. Oh my God. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back in February. We're going to take a couple of weeks off just to kind of relax and do our thing. Um, we'll probably come back. I, th- I like Tim's idea of the dishonorable mentions um, because, funnily enough, our highest, like, our most downloaded episode was the Transformers episode. So, and the most listened to episode was the Transformers episode because everyone knows that Hugh goes on, like, a 20-minute rant about, you know, thinking he's found a, found a Transformer. So, um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll see you guys in February, but uh, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back. Peace, guys. Later.